It's the marvelous Mrs. Meerkat coming to you live from the Catskills region of the Serengeti. We're talking The Lion King one and a half on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids. So turn this off and think smart, Rose Art. Uh, that wasn't related to what we're talking about today, but it popped in my head, and I'm still angry at uh, that like rainbow paint uh, commercial that I saw on Nickelodeon five times a day when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> My my guest today, um, he was on the podcast so long ago. You might remember him from our first live episode of Kid Flicks where we talked about sequels. Um, and ever since then, I've been meaning to get him back. And now he's finally here, live from California. It's Kevin O'Fee. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Ross. How you doing, man? Yeah, I know the very in-demand, impossible-to-book <laughs> Kevin O'Fee. Oh, man. The last time we recorded a podcast together, I was amped on Diet Coke, and my dad was asleep during the recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, he was sleeping in, like, the, uh, like, what was it, like, the fucking uh, bumper yeah. car Tattooed Mom? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Tattooed Mom uh, venue here in Philly, they have, like, a cool room, and I was so excited, and... My dad came to support. Very nice. He had a beer and he fell asleep for a portion of uh, my podcast recording. <laughs> it's cool that he made it. He was trying to cut no, loose. It was everything. very yeah, cool. I, I showed up late because I got stuck in traffic. But <laughs> it was cool. Like ten minutes to the recording, I was like, "Hey!" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, now I could do your intro." But look, what what's doing a podcast but just vamping and stalling for an hour? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're just like so what's the next thing <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah we're talking about that. that that reminds me um but we're talking lion king one and a half today so we have not this is very exciting i have not discussed the uh original lion king uh not, nor the weird sequel that exists that i haven't seen but what made you want to choose lion king one and a half you gave me a bunch of different options yeah i mean i just like i figured you've been doing it this for like three or four years at this point so i was like so many movies have definitely been covered so i just kind of like get through a big list out at you but lion king one and a half see i figured you would have done lion king at this point so that's actually kind of interesting <laughs> nope Oops. i would love to come back and do the companion piece <laughs> but uh no lion king one and a half was um a, a part of like those just disney directed dvd movies because this came out when i was like 10 so that's like prime like when like my, my mom and like my like my extended families were just buying and trading Disney DVDs with all the kids. And this was just, I just remember like watching this over my aunt's house and like crying, laughing at 10 years old, like thinking this was like the height of comedy. So any excuse to watch it again as an adult was uh, pretty awesome. I'm glad that you went, that you picked this one. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a really distinct and specific memory of watching this movie. Like I remember being at, my grandparents house and it was one of those things where like i was there for a multi-day visit so my parents could like do literally anything else but hang out with me and like <laughs> we were playing dominoes or something setting up dominoes and then that this was on disney channel and the only memory i have of this movie is the hyena song like the first version where they're all singing about uh that they dig have in to tunnels dig in tunnels before hyena come yeah <laughs> yeah i think about that song 
all the time. I haven't watched this movie. Like I watched it again today to prepare for this, but I haven't watched this movie since I was like 11 or 12 years old. I remember dig a tunnel. <laughs> like I remember that song very vividly. Yeah. It's uh, like, it, it's also interesting because dig it. So th- on the official soundtrack, the name of that song is dig a ton of dance which I don't like saying that out loud. Take a ton of dance. <laughs> but it's, uh, it was written by uh, Lebo M, who was actually the co-writer of a lot of the original songs from the first Lion King. But uh, okay. except for that, the, like there's this song and then another song that Timon sings early on in the movie. And that's the only like original new songs in this mm-hmm. movie. The rest is like, here's a reprise, but like, maybe somebody else will sing it like it's it's really nothing <laughs> yeah it's and it's like funny like because there's like a lot of like um there's also a couple like songs that aren't from the lion king they're just regular pop songs like they play that jungle bogey yeah like in like the montage when they're raising simba yeah it was so weird there's <laughs> also uh they it's an odd soundtrack it's yeah. a super weird soundtrack timon and pumba also sing uh sunrise sunset from fiddler on the roof <laughs> yeah, yeah. i didn't know it was from fiddler on the roof but like i recognized the song yeah I've never seen like, fiddler on the roof so i haven't either but it's just a weird choice for for that um yeah there's, there's also the theme song to the tv show peter gunn which i don't know what that is uh, and there's also like the good, the bad, and the ugly song in there. Um, yeah. Like, can we just talk about this movie's nothing? Like, it's tr- it's it's it, fine. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's uh, great. <laughs> well, I so I mean, amongst thing. like, I mean, I'd way rather watch this than Lion King Two: Simba's Pride. Like, I mean, I think that's day. without question. So <laughs> it's weird. So. Every, it said that Lion King 1 is based off of Hamlet. Uh, yeah. And then the clear inspiration, like, and the writer has said this, is the Hamlet parody uh, play uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which follows uh, side characters from Hamlet on their own adventures. So, like, theor- it's, it's a clever idea. Like, if you're mm-hmm. going to do a sequel to something based off of the, a specific uh, Shakespeare piece and there's also like uh he said that he was clearly uh inspired by mystery science theater 3000 because yeah yeah a good fourth of this movie is just cutaways to timon and pumbaa watching the movie and doing like narration and then like in the theater watching the movie is like part of it because i was like the thing when i saw that i was like i never picked up like when i was a kid i was like i never picked up on the mst3k thing and like that's like all i saw the second that it came up i was like oh there's just mystery science theater yeah and i mean it really doubles down at the very end when all of the characters from every disney movie come in and they're like oh come on we want to watch this which it this what it weirdly got to me because i don't like that all of the disney characters like classic and new they all wanted to watch lion king one and a half out of all of the movies (laughs) that they could watch together like like Snow White and the Seven <laughs> Dwarves come, Peter Pan is there, all of like the, you know, the Disney gang, whatever the fuck you call them. And yes, uh, Stitch like, shows up. Stitch. Oh, I didn't even notice Stitch showing yes, up because I was Stitch so showed thrown up. off. Yeah. Uh, Baloo and uh, yeah. And Mowgli. <laughs> like uh, the whole all gang your favorites. Shows up. All, all your favorites. Mickey all of, Mouse himself. 
Yeah, all of your favorites that in retrospect are like real offensive in different ways, they're there. <laughs> the only people <laughs> yeah. missing were the characters from Song of the South. <laughs> yeah i mean it was 2004 so who knows they probably like batted the idea around but the song of the south guy was that was the one that was too much i i i still like watching it i was still like this is cute as shit like i still i was still like watching it and like my favorite part and i think it was a trailer i think i remember it being like an advertisement that the movie was coming to dvd is when it's simba pumbaa and simone and they're all in the um the jacuzzi and then uh, there's bubbles going and they're just relaxing. And then Pumbaa gets up and the second he gets out, the bubbles stop to imply that all the bubbles from, were from him can, holding a consistent and very long singular <laughs> fart. That shit still cracks me up. I was like, damn, yeah. that's still funny. <laughs> so like I, okay. So I'm looking at like Disney trying to figure out because I remember that ad so specifically. Like I know that <laughs> yeah. I saw that. And probably laughed at it. So this came out in 2004. So my guess is that this was on like the DVD or the video for like Finding Nemo. Because Finding Nemo came out in 2003. Yeah. Um, so I think that's... And uh, there are a lot of sequels that actually came out around this time. But I... Yeah. It was This was so like distinct. the peak of Disney putting out direct to video sequels. Like I very vividly remember Inspector Gadget 2. Ooh, yes <laughs> that's a rough one with french stewart <laughs> yeah french <laughs> it's a, it's a bad like, movie uh hey there i'm inspector gadget go go uh, <laughs> go go my acting career um <laughs> yeah but uh, he uh that like so yeah i want to say it would definitely be on a dvd for finding nemo that sounds correct um yeah, because I just remember being like, what is this? And then, like, I remember seeing, like, uh, I remember my buddy getting it on DVD for his birthday. He was like, I'm fucking so stoked. <laughs> and uh, then I saw it over my cousin's house, so I watched it there. But that was, like, the one thing that was missing from this experience was because I only, I, the only time I'd ever seen it up until this point was, like, on DVD. And watching it on Disney Plus, I feel like they should also include that, like, coming soon to Disney DVD, like, yeah. ad thing. And then, like, the movies that were coming because they would, because I remember that being, like, the big thing where it was, like, the light traveling and would make the big DVD logo. And I was like, shit, I miss that. I do miss it. Was, like, very I... specific. And it's also, like, I think adults have such a lower tolerance for like those kind of ads now. Cause as a kid, you're just like, Ooh, this is more things that I can do and watch. And yeah, kind of, exactly. Like I owned enough tapes and stuff and DVDs. And I think half of the time that I would put in a movie, I would watch all of the ads beforehand. Cause Oh yeah. Like why wouldn't I? Cause especially some of the movies, my parents were like, there's no way in hell that we're going to watch that. So this was my only opportunity to, <laughs> to check in again. It, it, it's just you like staring at like the big cake through like the glass, like, Arr! yeah. 102 <laughs> Dalmatians. Shit. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember that one. I remember that one being, I remember having Chick-fil-A for the first time when my sister won that movie at a contest, I think at a Chick-fil-A in the Chamonix mall. <laughs> I'm very familiar yeah. with that. Chick-fil-A. She won 100. Yeah. She, yeah. She won 102 Dalmatians. Cause I think they just opened. Yeah. All these weird memories attached to these odd directed Disney to DVD 
Disney sequels. But yes. I think I think out of all the ones that I ever saw, I remember this one the most. I I, I like this one the most. And I still think because like that's the other thing that we haven't brought up yet is that like they bring back like the whole original voice cast. Like it's it's Matthew Nathan Broderick. Lane Matthew Broderick is Simba. Like it's pretty crazy and and funny and funny enough. I, I don't know if you're into Twin Peaks. Me and my girlfriend, she's never seen Twin Peaks, so I'm taking her down that weird David Lynch rabbit hole mm-hmm. right now. You know, straight white guy thinks. <laughs> and um, and uh, gosh, show my girl David Lynch, dude. And uh, uh, they there was a recasting in the movie Firewalk with me for the character Donna. It was Laura Flynn Boyle in the show, but I can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head. But I was looking at the voice cast for one and a half. And the person who recast Donna in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me is the voice of Nala. And I was like, whoa. And apparently she's a mom on One Tree Hill, too, which I remembered. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So, like, they got her back with, like, just, like, everyone. Like, it's, like, the entire, like, I'm pretty sure it's the original Rafiki. No Mufasa in this one. No Mufasa. The only two people that don't come back um, are... Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas because he's too old to play young Simba at this point. True. And then um, Rowan Atkinson didn't return to play Zazu, so it went to Edward Hibbert. Oh, all right. Oh shit! It's the guy that plays Gil Chesterton on Frasier. Do you watch Frasier? Uh yeah, of course. I yeah. didn't know that's who did that. That's Damn. awesome. Fuck! Now I want to go watch it again just so I can. <laughs> <laughs> get excited you know, damn like sidebar but it's like i never knew that frazier was a great show but it wasn't until i roomed with matt pashuk from temple if for the la program it was him and my friend buddy brian nappy they were just going off on how great frazier was and that inspired me and i gotta tell you that's one of the best sitcoms ever made seriously like <laughs> i it started out for me in a similar way like uh um I think my senior year of college, uh, friends of the podcast, Shane Duffner and TJ Swiger, we were just bored and we saw an AV Club article of like the best Frasier episodes. And we're like, we're bored. Do, do we want to try this episode of Frasier? And we laughed our asses off. It's a, <laughs> it's such a good show. And it's so I, good because yeah. we grew up too young to watch it when it aired because I, I had no appreciation for yeah. what I was seeing the last season of Frasier coincided with the release of Lion King one and a half so like you think oh, oh it, it's an adult show and it's like old and stodgy but then when you watch it you're like oh the whole show is like making fun of like stodginess yes yeah but like when you're a kid you're just like who are these old people that are saying things I don't understand you know, it's fun. It's very weird. I just realized, like, the when I started this podcast, I was really, I kept bringing up Gilmore Girls all the time, and this podcast <laughs> has gone on long enough that now I just bring up Frasier all the time. What a, what a fucking life I live now. Yeah, and hey, new stuff. Hey, man, I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit, I've never watched Gilmore Girls in order all the way through, but I've definitely seen most episodes just in a very odd order from my mom and sister watching it so many times growing up. It rules. It's great. So, it's actually hilarious. Some, <laughs> would say, really some would say it's the Lion King of the CW. <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely would. <laughs> I definitely would. That or Supernatural and nothing else. Um, but yeah, so this movie, the pl- like we said, nothing happens. The plot is Timon's a fuck up. I'm cursing so much this episode. I don't care. I, uh, hey, man, I'm here. It's what happens. I, I, hey, I warned. This episode is not for kids. Uh, so the... <laughs> Timon 
is bad at being a meerkat and like protecting his colony from hyenas, uh, hyena come. And yeah. so Jerry Stiller has to teach him how to, how to be a proper meerkat and look out for the hyenas. And his mother is Julie Kavner. Marge Simpson. Yes. Yes. No, it, I was, uh, I, when I was watching it, my girlfriend, she was doing work on her computer. She works from home right now. And she just goes, look that up. Is that Marge Simpson? And I was like, mm. and I looked that up. I was like, holy shit it is <laughs> like it sweet mm, timon <laughs> timon yeah i can't do it i can't i can't i can't do a marge well, <laughs> I'm not even gonna I, I got confused because at first like you know if you I want figured, a loving mother in your cartoon you gotta get her yeah well i thought i could have sworn that because i was listening to her talk and i thought because jerry stiller was the uncle i thought that the mom was uh uh, Ann Stiller, Jerry Stiller's wife. Cause yeah. like, I, they just, for some reason, I mean, they always showed up and stuff cause they were like a comedy act for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, yeah, it's a fucking phenomenal cast, but I, I like the nothingness. I like the fact that it is, it, it, and even as a kid, like they really don't try and I like the fact that they, this movie comes in at like a hot, like hour and 10 minutes long. Which mm-hmm. is great because it's as long as it should be. It's not longer, and it doesn't also feel the need to go in and explain to you the plot of Lion King. It's just like, nope, Simba shows up when he's supposed to, and they're where they need to be uh, for everything. Exactly, because it, it's and, this movie is weird chronologically because it comes out after Lion King two, and also after I just found this out today that it was. There was also a separate Timon and Pumbaa TV show after Lion King before Lion King 2 came out. There was, yes. Because this kind of just feels like rejected episodes of Lion King the, or whatever the Timon and Pumbaa show was. Because like you would think, oh, this would be a two-part episode that they're like, where were we during Lion King the movie or whatever? Then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They just showed but I do out. like that Rosencrantz and, and Guildenstern are dead kind of approach to it because it, it uh, like the best part about this Lion King is that it doesn't make me cry, you know? So well, they refuse to let you cry. Cause I wrote this down that every time there's any slight emotional moment, it gets undercut by them pausing the film and Pumpa going like, huh, I gotta go get a bug to eat or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. is, like, let us sit in this moment for a <laughs> when second. a commercial, like an infomercial comes on and he, he, it's like, Pumba, you're sitting on the remote. Huh, I thought yeah. it was a brownie. Which... Yeah, I thought that was the weirdest joke. It's like, why are you moving your ass around on brownies on purpose, Pumba? Dude, get you know where your together. ass has been. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you could also tell, <laughs> like watching this on Disney Plus, like it was so clearly made for having commercial breaks on Disney Channel, because like, oh, it's... I mean, all those movies are, yeah, because they all come in at like an under an hour and fifteen, which leaves fifteen minutes for like four separate commercial breaks throughout. Like, yeah, absolutely. I never thought of that, but yeah, a million percent. That's what it is. Yeah, and then they all... Honestly, one of my favorite parts of this movie is the end credits when there's, like, a really cheesy, like, remix of uh, Dig a Tunnel Dance and just, like, <laughs> yeah. all of the Like, it's the most... Two, this movie came out February 2004. It's the most 2004 thing ever because it's just, like... Just, like, do-do-do-do, hyena, do-do-do-do-do, Yeah. 
It's but awful. that's the thing is but that now perfect. if you look at any kids movie because I still watch some kids movies because some of them are good but like if you watch like any of those movies it's got to be like some weird like techno pop dance remix at the end of the song at the end of the movie so it's like um, I'll take the uh, the uh, whatever I can't think of like a single African instrument but I'll take that version over <laughs> like like fucking. Uh, Ellie Golding singing at the end of Trolls 2 World Tour <laughs> or something, you know. I like what do you feel about this movie like d- in relation to Lion King? I think it completely undercuts the seriousness of Lion King completely. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. The entire time I was like this is so fucked. Like <laughs> yeah. like ev- there's so many butt and fart jokes like the whole mm-hmm. beautiful beginning to lion king with the circle of life it's just completely undercut that all of the animals are bowing because they're passing out by pumba having a giant <laughs> fart yeah that's the only reason they're bowing to mufasa is because pumba ripped a good one yeah that's so good and uh the um i just can't wait to be king completely undercut by the fact that timon just really wants to stay asleep yeah i <laughs> Also watching this, I realized I do not remember a lot of what happens in Lion King. Like, I remember what happens, but so many of the set pieces, I just couldn't figure out, wait, where are they? <laughs> like, like I just can't wait to be king. I completely forgot that they were just, like, wandering around. They're just at this random place. And, like, the whole third act with, like, him returning to Pride Rock, like, I have no recollection of what happens except for that the day gets saved. So I figured... Yeah, the day always wa- gets saved. Yeah, yeah, maybe if I had I, watched Lion King 1 before this, I would have been like, oh, okay, they're just kind of like filling in the blanks here, even though they didn't need to get filled in. It would have been a good excuse to watch Lion King and get... But yeah, it's... This one... But also it's the Timon and Pumbaa movie. So it's also good that it just it's just a comedy. And they're not trying to make you rethink certain aspects of the Lion King. It wasn't trying to be that smart. It wasn't, it was just, it was a cash grab. It feels like a cash grab, but it's a harmless cash grab. Yeah. It's like, at least that's a good way to put it. Like it's, it's it's very harmless. Like the beginning, I really enjoyed it. Like, I think it's, I love that song. It's yeah. (laughs) I love it. I, I sing it to myself, like while I clean to this day. Or if like someone's like, we're gonna go dig a hole in the sand. I'm like, dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. <laughs> like I just I don't know who it. you're hanging out with, but yeah, sure. Uh, but <laughs> I don't like, know. People dig ditches. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're it's we're almost a year in the pandemic. We're getting desperate for anything. I don't uh, know. It's just like anything that fills a day. It's like, how dig can I deep th- dig this hole before the sun goes down? Take a tunnel because there's no room for bodies. (laughs) There's no Um, room for it. It's my only tunnel. It's going to protect me against the mountain lions in LA. But like the beginning, how like you see, oh, this is just like the meerkat world. I I was into that. But then when it just became like, okay, now we're getting to this part of the Lion King. That's when I started getting just like, not even annoyed, just bored. Just, oh, this is what they're doing the whole time. Because... I think, I wonder if they, because I, I didn't see the Timon and Pumbaa TV show. I wonder if the beginning of that, if it kind of started off like that, where it's just the adventures of Timon and Pumbaa, but then 
they were like, okay, we got to make this a sequel and we got to kind of fulfill this promise that we're making to ourselves. Because it gets lazier and lazier as it goes on. Like the plot devolves. There's no songs. It's just like, like we don't need the context of why Timon and Pumbaa are crying at the end of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Like, we <laughs> like they're just like telling us what we already know for most of the movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 a lot of retreading, but also it's like you get that like it, like what you were saying about how it's like the meerkat world seemed pretty interesting, and uh, Pumbaa just shows up. We don't yeah get any we don't backstory know on anything. Him. We know that he's alone because it's di- like haha Disney stereotype that a character like their whole family dies or whatever. But like like Pumbaa, you th- you think give him anything like. Come on. Nothing. He was just he was just in Timon's he was, he was just in the middle of Timon's standing path. in a whole, like a a field by himself and he was like, "Oh, this is it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, the, there's all right, that's how Timon and Pumbaa met. Like we get all the backstories to like why Timon had to move on, but nothing on Pumbaa other than like his like family rejected him. It's like, okay. Yeah, and it's like so, I'm, I kind of get like if your family rejected you just because you farted a lot, that's that's not cool that's a weird thing also it's a family of warthogs they should all be farting they should all be farting and they also shouldn't be phased by farting no now i'm just thinking of if they made a pumba movie it would just be like exactly like that fake trailer at the beginning of tropic thunder with jack black (laughs) (laughs) and they're just it was called like the farts or something like that oh my god (laughs) that's all that movie would be and it's like ah damn it yeah we can't do that (laughs) <laughs> uh, whatever probably coming soon somehow i don't know i mean hey dude disney is constantly doing that shit but i mean i'm also also kind of glad that this one isn't one of the disney movies that was like this is just a dvd that we're gonna sell that is basically just the first three episodes of our tv show because i remember they did it with star uh buzz lightyear of star command where there was the movie but it was really just the first like three episode arc Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were all just episodes of the show. And I remember they did that with Gargoyles, too. Because I remember like when I was a kid, before I had Disney Channel, I wanted to watch the show Gargoyles because I was two. And I was like, this looks amazing. So I got a so I got a VHS of Gargoyles and it was like sold to me as a movie. But it's really just like the first four episodes of the show. So that was like something Disney did a lot where it's like if you could make like a hour and 20 minute arc that you could break up into like three or four episodes we can release that as a dvd get a bunch of money and then hopefully people will watch the show yeah i mean they've been doing it like they were the predecessors to serialized television before breaking bad and the sopranos Mm -hmm. there was gargoyles the movie Um, yeah man (laughs) it's also like rocks man I'm looking at like all of the different sequels that were released around this time at Disney and like there was, all a, there was a Poca- yeah they were all there was like a Pocahontas 2 yeah Pocahontas 2 Journey to a New World which who, who who what could that oh it's Pocahontas goes to England okay yeah I was about to say does she go to England uh, yeah oh I mean there's the extremely goofy movie which everybody kind of uh like, An extremely goofy movie is the is the best one. Yeah, we covered that as like a collaboration a couple years ago. It was like we did goofy movie, and then I went on for an extremely goofy, and like both of them are 
super solid. But then yeah. this is also just like this era of them trying to do sequels to all of their um, just Disney Renaissance ones, like Little Mermaid 2 it happens around this mm-hmm. time. Uh, but I way prefer 2. this period of doing clunky whatever sequels to perfect movies rather than this like live action trend. Yeah. The next year they do Kronk's new groove and I'm like, okay, sure. That's that, that yeah. like kind of works. And we Patrick all know. Warburton, put him yeah. in there. It's great. It totally <laughs> yeah. works. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, this movie is just like all the parts. I feel like it offends you. <laughs> it, it just befuddles me. Like, the entire movie is ju- the thesis is just like, hey, you know all those iconic parts of Lion King you liked? It was just because these guys are inept. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're responsible for more than you think. Yeah, like I just finished watching The Flight Attendant and like as you see these flashbacks and they get filled in and you're like, oh, this is why this character is like this and blah, blah, blah. That's something. But this like... Like, it doesn't need to be a thoughtful thing. This is like, if, if you're talking about the flashback thing, this is like if in every flashback in Lost, if they did an episode or like two or three episodes of Lost, where it was just Hurley in the background of everybody's fucking, <laughs> like, backstory. That would be something. If they pit, if they had that secretly going for years, and then they're like, oh, Hurley is what Hurley caused all of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that kind of was the show with like his like lottery numbers. Like that was like kind of was all Hurley's fault. Well, uh, I have only seen the pilot of lost, but <laughs> I know, yeah. I know vaguely enough. They're like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a weird lost reference. Yeah. No, you're fine. Like we could talk any other Lindelof, uh, the hunt. <laughs> <Y'all> watch- <laughs> I haven't watched The Hunt yet. I'm interested. It's fine. It seems fine, but that's like my that's like a Lindelof thing where it's like either like I love him or it's fine. It's like Lost, I loved 3 seasons of it and then 4 seasons are fine. The Leftovers is perfect. Yeah, Leftovers <laughs> is perfect. Watchmen perfect. Um and then The Star Trek movies. I like no, wait, them. No, not the Star I like Trek movies. I like them. I like them. I'm thinking of he wrote the um he wrote uh da 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 alien prequel. Oh he wrote that alien prequel Prometheus. Prometheus. He also wrote Cowboys and Aliens. Which is also fine. Yes. But speaking of uh Disney Plus and twenty twenty one and Lindelof, I think this year is when Tomorrowland comes on Disney Plus and I'm very interested to watch it. To just understand Is that the George Clooney movie? Yeah. It's Brad yeah. Bird and Damon Lindelof. So weird mix. And apparently it's also fine. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I remember having like extremely high hopes for that one because Brad Bird, director of The Incredibles. like and Iron Giant, yeah. And Iron Giant, like you want it to kick a ton of ass. But unfortunately, they had to make a big budget Disney movie. So it's just, oh. the, yeah. You know what? Speaking of Brad Bird... I'm doing a lot of speaking ofs this episode, but I just watched uh, Incredibles 2 a few weeks ago. It's a good movie. It's actually pretty good. I think I was very disappointed when I saw it at first just because Screen Slayer is so lame, but like, it was good. Like, it's it's, good. It's it's totally doable. It's Um, really fun. I enjoyed watching it a lot. I thought a lot of the sequences were really cool. It's just like that first one is so perfect. Oh, yeah. You can't. Like, that's like a movie that it's like, I could watch that still and be like, this movie's great. 
Like, so you were hoping, but you know, maybe they should have gotten Brad Bird to do Lion King one and a half and oh. would have been a much better. <laughs> it would have been like, Oh no, that would have gotten released in theaters. Who's coming up on pride rock, the undertaker or underminer. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what no the it was the undertaker the undertaker rock. did did come up on oh my rock. god yeah oh man yeah because that was the thing and like pixar almost fell into that like direct to dvd sequel thing because toy story 2 was originally planned to yes. be direct to dvd so like pixar could have went through that that whole thing of like no it's okay we don't need to take these ips seriously because we already made all the money that we need to make off the first one and now we can just kind of take in like every couple of years here's a toy story sequel just to like get dvd sales going on for sure yeah like I, i just watched monsters university the uh the other night and also like it's good it's good it's pretty good um like that's actually funny that you bring that up one of my favorite topics about like specific pixar and disney lore is before like disney fully owned pixar like when they were just like oh we will distribute your movies they disney opened up a studio called circle seven animation i believe and it was a studio that was going to be opened up just to handle Pixar sequels. So like Pixar would make original movies, but then this separate entity would take care of Disney uh, or Pixar sequels. And the original pitch for Toy Story 3, or it might've been Toy Story 2, was that uh, Buzz Lightyear got recalled. So like, it was like this whole thing about like, yeah, uh, saving Buzz before like he's shipped back to a factory and dismantled. For being bad for Andy's health. Yeah. We got to say Buzz. Buzz, you got lithium. (laughs) (laughs) Buzz. (laughs) That was funny. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, but then it's just like as the production for Toy Story 2 kept going, they were like, this is way too good to not put in the theater. And they nearly lost it all because like there there was a corrupted file, but somebody just happened to have backed up the movie recently so like nearly everything got wiped oh my god i didn't know that about the movie it crazy almost happenstance that didn't end up coming to fruition but yeah it was like just some file got corrupted when they were like close to being finished like oh my god it was like a uh an almost final render or something and it just got fucked holy shit but they had a yeah thank thank god for whoever backed that up i hope he's the president of pixar now who is it (laughs) john lasseter Uh (laughs) uh-oh yeah uh (laughs) uh-oh yeah we got this i I, know it's crazy it's really cool i actually live like spitting distance from like disney animation and everything so like you'll just see it from the side of the highway and you're like damn look at them in there just make it big hero six two i presume i don't know uh, <laughs> I, honestly, i'm waiting for that like that it's been Fuck it's yeah, been man. a long time coming yeah i know uh, i'm eyeballing 30 but you know disney movies are still good yeah i <laughs> agree still fun that's that's what this podcast is basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, out of curiosity, I did look up uh, the director of Lion King One and a Half, Bradley Raymond, and yeah, he, he basically like for a while he was just in charge of a lot of these different sequels. So like, yeah, so I did the did, Tinkerbell. He did Tinkerbell. Uh, he did Hunchback Two. He did Pocahontas Two. He did the. Uh, he helped work on Planes and Planes Fire and Rescue. So none of Disney's best stuff. Even though, when when uh, 
I was watching all of the Cars movies a month ago because I was truly had nothing to do. And a friend of mine DM'd me on Instagram. Just wallowing in self-pity watching oh, yeah. Cars 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> and a, a friend of mine was like, Planes is better than all three of the Cars movies. That's a hot take. I Look, at some point, I'm sure that I will watch it. Maybe like somebody will... Uh, I'll book for Kidflix and they'll be like, this is a plane and he's alive and has the voice of Dane Cook. Let's see the shenanigans. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) There's a part in the movie where he just talks about flying into the BK lounge. (laughs) All right. That's my only uh, reference to (laughs) Dane Cook that I can think of. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. He goes through the fly through at the BK lounge. Damn. (laughs) Uh, God, that's no more, no more Dane Cook. Riffs. I can't think of any. I can't. That was just an isolated. Yeah, you find out that the Boom. plane has a ver- has like a not underaged, but a pretty close to underaged girlfriend. Uh, and weirdly enough, he was he had a redemption story led by Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of uh, no, not speaking of that. Um, uh, Kevin, do you have any final thoughts on Lion King one and a half before we rate it? I still have, this is a movie from my childhood that is a very rare happenstance where when I watch it as an adult for the first time since childhood, it didn't get better and it also didn't get worse. It's just exactly the same, which is what you said. It's kind of just nothing. Exactly. So that's kind of my feeling on it. So what do we rate on on a scale of one to 10? Uh, no, my dear child, we rate, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, we rate on a scale of zero to five. You can be as, uh, specific with your number, uh, as you'd like. So what, what would you like to rate it today? I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give, no, I'm going to give it a two, two, eight, two point eight. Okay. I'm going to give it a 2.8 just but, above fair. Yeah. Super legit. I, I'm actually very close to you, I think. So I'm giving uh, Lion King one and a half a 2.525. Cause I Damn. was like, that's a two and a half, but also I'm like, oh, I'll add another a half in there for fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like one and a half and a half. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's, it's all right. It's, it's, it's down just, the middle. It's really nothing. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. I will if like I mean especially like Disney Plus is probably going to be a thing for a few years. So if I ever do if I ever do have a child if if my my wife Kevin froze, so let me try to just wrap this up real quick and hopefully he'll pop back on. But crunching the numbers, we are giving Lion King one and a half a score of 2.6625, which puts it uh, in our rankings right below uh, Looney Tunes back in action and right above First Kid, which we had just reviewed recently. Uh, <laughs> you know, this might just be, uh, Kevin might not be able to come back, but uh, Kevin is great. Uh, he's Follow him uh, on social media. I'll link it in the description of this video. Or sorry, of this podcast. This is not a video. But uh, let's just get out with this. Uh, you know, uh, rate and review us on iTunes and wherever you get podcasts because it helps us. But we will hear you in a week, a uh, fortnight for that matter. And go, go, Gadget and show.